There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 1 of Ghost Wars. So this was really weird and awesome and interesting. And I don't even have any more adjectives because there are so many I should be using. Right. Yes, we did get, uh, shall we say, we learned quite a bit. And we still have a bunch of questions that we need answered. I hope we get them. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, man. Yeah, I have some questions, which we'll get into, but uh, you got some news, a little bit. Yes, I do. This episode was directed by one Christian Lehman, who also plays Val's wife, Marilyn, and she also directed episode four. That's awesome when you have people who star in the show, like directing. I feel like they know exactly, you know, what we want to see. Right. Oh, all right. So you have some ratings news. It's not as good yeah, as I want, though. Right. I've also got a couple of shout outs. Ooh, where shall we start? Yeah. Well, I sh- probably should start with the big one, but I do want to shout out Wendy Del Monte for retweeting our tweets about the episodes being out. And of course, the one, the only, Luvia Peterson for. Uh, replying to that tweet and actually listening to the podcast and telling us to keep up the good work thank you both thank you so much and um if you want to come on we are totally down with that oh yes even if it's after the season's over i will totally talk about this like in a recap with you and all the little behind the scenes would be awesome to talk about yes it would so you have an open invitation, Luvia, anytime you want. Just let us know. Yes, anytime. <laughs> All right. Rating news for episode eight was a 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.251 million viewers, making it the 141st cable show of the day. We're almost to drop out of the top 150. That is not it, good. This is really disappointing, and I don't understand. Me either, because we've got quite a few people that are there every week on twitter that's you know we have our own ghost wars posse right (laughs) oh and the live plus seven it did better i think but it didn't break the top 25 25, right yeah unfortunately if it doesn't break the top 25 i don't have a way of reporting how much it has improved so we don't know we assume it is but Keeping our fingers crossed that it is, that's for sure. Yeah, there's so many questions. We need another season so I know what's happening. Because I don't think they're going to wrap it up in a nice, neat little bow for us. No, I 
just about guarantee you we're going to have a an amazing cliffhanger at the end of this season. I just I know Simon Barry and what he did on Continuum, and I can see just see that coming <laughs> on this show as well. Just waiting for it already, huh? Yeah. So let's get into episode eight, Two Graves. With his body in critical condition, Billy's spirit becomes trapped in the nightmarish ghost realm. Roman pursues Dan, looking for answers about his mother's death. And I think we all have questions, too. Oh, absolutely. So we so- open in the power plant, basically right where we left off, with Landis doing CPR on Billy and telling Dan to shut down part of the grid. Well, that's great. And I'd like to know how the heck all these people know how to shut down part of the power grid. Well, that was the thing. Fortunately, Dan was able to find a manual of some sort and started flipping through it, trying to figure it out. <laughs> while I mean, Billy's that's standing good. there going, oh, man, that was some kind of blast. It about knocked me out of my... And then he sees himself laying on the floor with uh, Landis doing CPR on him and... He goes, no, this ain't right. What was weird is with the power fluctuating because it was going to go off, all those ghosts that were there, why are they suddenly gone? Right. Like, I expected there to be some because they're like kind of, you know, rubbing their hands together. All right, this power is going to go out. They don't know. We got them now. Right. It just seemed kind of odd that they were all gone suddenly. But then all of a sudden we see Billy... You know, as his, you know, as a ghost kind of blink out too. So maybe they don't, well, I'm going to guess ghosts aren't going to travel. You know, it's like walking everywhere. <laughs> that kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, but I think we got a big clue in Billy's uh, travels there while Dan's reading the manual trying to figure out how to shut down part of the grid because he blinks out of the power plant, then he pops up outside the church. And then into the basement, and yeah. we see this glowing cube. Now, we've so, seen the sack, but... Yeah, I was going to say, so this is different, though, than what we've seen it basically like in our, our realm. Right. Because, yeah, we've seen the weird sack, which just reminds me of the egg or the placenta from our other show. Right. And we've seen that, like almost flame or egg sculpture. Right. But nothing looked like a cube. No. This is the first time we've seen a cube. And it looked like it had writing, some kind of symbols or writing on it. Okay, I thought it was maybe just a weird design. I didn't really look to see, you know, what it could be. I probably should have paused everything. But I'm wondering if it's almost like a weird, I don't know, ghost. I don't know. I can't even think of what I'd call it. I don't say ghost, like siren, like it's collecting them to to it somehow. Or it may be a uh, containment field to ah. capture the ghosts. Oh, and then because the ghosts, angry. you know, we've seen Marcus down there in the basement, and I don't remember seeing them finding the cube. They, now they found the egg-looking thing, which we assume has grown into this huge sack now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we've seen them find this cube, so maybe it's another room underneath the church that even Dan hasn't found yet. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. I just thought that something looked different in like the ghost realm than our realm. 
Right. And and that still could be it, too. That's our first big question of the episode right There's there. There's so many questions. Yeah. So, of course, Dan finally succeeds in rerouting the power, and all of a sudden, Billy zaps back into his body. He's breathing and has a heartbeat. And, of course, Dan says, well, we need to get him into town. And Landis goes, no, let's get him to Lambda. They've got better facilities there. And it's closer, she said. Yes, a lot closer. So, I mean, assuming that they do have actual doctors there, (laughs) although didn't seem like it. No, it didn't. But we uh, cut back to Roman for a minute, who is super pissed still. Yes, he still is. And, of course, he happens to be walking by the church while Deputy Norm, Val, and Doug are standing out there gathering the dead. And, of course, they call him over for help. Yeah, because Val's like, come here, we need to stick together. Wow. I mean, we know it has just happened, and he's kind of walking walking off some of the anger, but damn. Right. And because, a- man, he flipped quick. Yes, he did. He lets them know in no uncertain terms that he now knows the truth, or at least most of the truth, of what happened to his mother, and... She's dead, and it's on them. And I was surprised. I mean, that, with him yelling about her being dead, Val kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? She wasn't dead. I mean, yeah, Val was pissed, trying to run her out, but, like, the dead part, it really, I think, threw her. Yes. But, oh, who's our other guy, Doug? Yeah. He, He didn't seem surprised by it. No, he didn't. And that kind of worried me, and then he's like, he has to do the right thing. No, he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And in his mindset right now, he's not going to do anything. Right. You guys have been shitty to him and to his mom, and his mom's dead because of it. No, he doesn't have to do jack squat. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I ain't mad at him either. No, not at all. He has every right to his feelings because almost his whole life has been a lie right now. Right. Because... Dan made it appear that his mother was still alive. Right. But he thought, yeah, that she left him for a guy. Right. That she didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, that that was some shit. But I'm sorry. I digress. So we cut back to Lambda. And sure enough, they roll Billy in. And the guy there can only take (laughs) stool samples. Oh, he, he can take blood, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you are pretty worthless. I'm sorry. I mean, you're not. But in this moment, I assume you have doctors, nurses, something in the facility. And really, you're going to take a stool sample? Um, That's a really different kind of technician than I've ever dealt with. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> but I, I swear, I thought Landis was going to punch him in the face. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you can take a stool sample. <laughs> Like, the look on her face was probably what most of us were, were doing in our living rooms. Like, what the? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it's a research facility. It's not a hospital, so. I know, but they're so closed off. I would assume they have medical personnel. You would did think they, all they would die? have some, yeah. I mean, did they all die? I find that hard to believe. Right. So I mean, course, Even universities Land- have nurses. Come on. Yeah. Sorry. Landis tells... Uh, Dan to go get Val's wife. At least she's smart. And is a doctor. She may not be a well, trauma 
position. I meant Landis is smart in this moment, but yeah, yeah, she knows what she's doing. She's a doctor. She's been able to take care of people. Hopefully that she won't be taking care of anybody that's turning into a ghost and going to screw with her head, but let's go with at least getting the person with medical knowledge actually up there to help Billy. Right, or at least attempt to. Right. So we go back to the church and... Doug and Val are having this little conversation, and they both agree that Portmore is a better place without Nadine Mercer. Yeah, you, you people are the ones who ran her out. I'm sorry. You can have this conversation till you're blue in the face. It means nothing to Roman. Right. And I'm short not of her holding everybody hostage. Right. You know. I'm not 100% sure that it has any meaning at all, because right now... As far as I'm concerned, it's this supposed blackmail of Val and Billy's father that got her ran out of town. So, blackmailing one person. Right. You're saying is better. This is the same person that stole this other guy's boat. Right. So, how honest is their father? Well, the whole blackmail could be a cover-up as well and be a lie. Yeah, I don't I don't trust whatever happened since we didn't see it. Right. I'm not going to trust what they're saying. I th- it could just be something to make them feel better. Right. Cuz they were trying to run Roman out of town too. Yep. What did Roman do to anybody? He wasn't blackmailing anyone. Nope. He kept to himself and got picked on like all the time. People threatened to kill him. Doug. And yeah. And now you need him, so oh, let's justify what we did. Right. So Val's wife drives up, and they're happy to see each other. And a guy comes out of the church saying that they've been informed that Billy has been injured, which is the first time Val's heard about it. Right. And so off they go to Landa. Landa. Landis is at Lambda. That's where they're going. Right. Got it? (laughs) (laughs) And so while Marilyn and Landis attend to Billy, we get another little side conversation between Dan and Val discussing how the ghosts seem to be dragging out the town's secrets. Which really starts to make me wonder what else are we going to see? Oh, I think this is all we've only touched the surface of this iceberg. But even Marilyn, she seen something and the ghost was just horrible to her, but she hadn't done anything. That's why I thought that was kind of weird, unless she just happened to get, like, this super, mis- I wouldn't say mischievous, but, like, I don't know, super douchey ghost. I don't know. <laughs> well, none of them have been nice, except for Maggie. True. Which is why Billy being in that realm kind of worries me what's going to happen. It's like, is it going to go bad? Is he going to turn into, like, the blue ghosts, basically? Are they the one killing people? Right. Or is he going to turn into like a you know, full apparition Maggie kind of ghost? Or is he coming back? Right. Of course, Dan hopes they can heal and tells Val he's going back to the church. Him in the church. Yeah. Billy becomes unstable and starts to crash. You go, here we go again. Right. So I was back- like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Yeah. We are getting the feeling that Billy may not pull out of this. I was like, seriously, we get characters, you know, and we're losing them left and right. So I wasn't sure if I should even root for Billy to try to hang on. (laughs) 
but then I don't want him to be a weird blue ghost and kill everybody. Right. So we go back to the church, and four of the dead have been gathered as Carol starts to sing a hymn with Doug and Deputy Norm looking on. Of course, Norm wants her to stop. Doug tells him to leave her alone. I don't sing very well, but I felt she was a little off-key. Just a little. Norm asks what they should do now, and Doug tells him they bury them. What else is there to do? Yeah, sure. Super fast and easy to do, burying four people. That cemetery is filling up super fast, like this week. Yeah, it's beginning to resemble the Hastings uh, Cemetery, I'm sure. Right. Back to Lambda, and Marilyn is able to um, use the defibrillator on Billy and gets him to stabilize one more time. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't know. Because whenever you got to bring out the paddles, get worried. Yeah, very worried. Yeah. We'll go back to the church again, and Carol is inside the church cleaning up when Dan comes in, and she is thankful that he is all right. Ooh, but then she gets a little shitty. Yes, she does, because he tells her Billy got hurt, and she goes, well, the wicked get what they deserve, and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. He's the one who got the generator going, lady. You'd yeah. be dead. Very well could be. And then, of course, we get the statement that he tells her that they have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And you kind of go, okay, where's this coming from? Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. What did you do? Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously, Carol doesn't know what he did in regards to Roman's mother. No. Like trying to run her out because you wouldn't think that a priest would be running somebody out of their town. Right. This isn't the Wild West. No. Yeah. And um, can I just say when, you know, he's like, I need some rest. And she's all nice. And, you know, she's like, I'll, I'll drive you home. I assumed that it was like one of the churches. It had like a living area off of, you know, the side or something. Right. Which apparently doesn't since he has a home somewhere. But, you know, he's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. And then he goes down, and he's just, like, touching the freaking embryonic sack. I'm like, the hell is this? Yeah. That's why I, I was thinking that he wasn't a person, because how is he touching that thing? Right. We've seen what happened to Billy before. Right. And, and then I, his eyes? Yeah, I think it's one of those, he's almost using it as a, a crutch to forget what he's done. Do you think it's like sucking a memory, though? I don't think it is. Remember I mean, when Billy touched it, it, he said it just made him feel numb. Uh-huh. Well, and he said it was almost, yeah, it made him numb, and it was almost like the best sex ever, too, though. Right, yes. It's, it's almost like an aphrodisiac. Right. Hmm. So, yes, I can see Dan using that aphrodisiac to forget, or at least not have to deal with what's going on. Okay. So I okay. think that's where he's why he's keeps going down to the sack and touching it. And so, but it's really weird because we seen. Oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. The one woman get like pushed in. Right, Sophia. Thank you. And well, like the other people who tried to touch stuff before get zapped. So, right. Why does he have this ability? Very good question. But he was the first one to touch it. At least the one in the basement. Okay. Remember, because he had actually broken in, found the the room, and there it was. Or Which at I least don't even the know how that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was. 
And that's the other thing. We don't know 100% sure that the egg that he grabbed was, did that become the embryonic sac that we see down there now? Don't Because that thing's huge. Yeah, it is. So another question that needs to be answered. Yeah. We'll go back to Lambda and Marilyn informs Landis and Val that Billy is in neurogenic shock and it's only a matter of time. Yeah, why does she seem to be giving up? That kind of freaked me out. Just a little bit. And of course, we see Ghost Billy pop in and he's saying, I'm right here. Right here. Can't you see me? Right. Don't give up. I think he was a little freaked out that uh, they were so willing to like write him off. Right. But of course, Marilyn's done everything that she could do because she's not a trauma person. Right. She's just a, a physician and... She basically tells them it's up to Billy now if he's going to live or not. Ah, Billy. Come on, Billy. So we check in on Roman, and he's sitting on the steps burning all the cards he got from Dan that was supposedly from his mother. I was surprised he kept them, especially when he was holding on to the resentment that she left him. Right. Yeah, that was a little curious as well that, I guess he kept them to make sure he never forgot that or changed his mind. I, You never know. And good old Doug comes up asking for help at the church. Yeah. You know what, Doug? You've been super shitty for a long time. It might take a little while here. Just a little bit, yeah. And they get into it pretty good. Of course, Doug tells him he's sorry about Nadine. Romans doesn't understand why they didn't tell him the truth. And we get this gem of knowledge from a Doug telling him that if he continues, he'll be digging two graves. One for Dan and one for himself. Oh, Roman, the snark is strong with you. Yes. And of course, Roman fires back with, well, that didn't stop you from killing Rodney. Yep. That's why I was surprised. Yes. And Doug says, well, it didn't bring back Maggie either. And it didn't change anything. I was... Kind of surprised, since we already did see Maggie, that somehow she didn't manifest here, because we know she didn't leave. Right. So I would have thought that somehow she would pop up and kind of be there with Doug, but I don't know. I almost feel like the Maggie that we've seen, because she did tell Roman all the like dirty little secrets, maybe she wasn't necessarily our Maggie. Right. That's very possible. So, I don't know. I think y'all need to give him some time because you all screwed up and you've had a lot of years to deal with the crap and he's had about, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they've had 20 years to try to deal with it and he's had 20 minutes, so... Right. Don't expect him to uh, be in your headspace that fast. Right. Now, of course, one thing we did get when uh, Val tells them that she's done everything she can for Billy... Landis pipes up and says she can't, they can't let him die because he will become one of those things. That's true. That's like giving the enemy all their secrets. That's right. I mean, they pretty much know what's happening because you have the little girl, the, our little faux Abigail or faux Gail, Abafo. I don't know which way I want to go with that. But anyway, (laughs) she's pretty much given the enemy our secrets right now. So yes, she is. Little kids. <laughs> Ugh, creepy kids. Anyway, sorry. Back to the church. Yes. 
Carol decides she needs to call for uh, Father Dan, and we get this mass panic when it finally sinks in, and he yells that he's be there in a second, but when he gets upstairs, Carol sees him moving the bookcase back into place. Yeah, he wasn't exactly sly about it. No. And then he's, like, trying to touch the book and move the book. Like, I was just moving these books. Nothing to see here. Right. And, of course, she immediately asks him if he's all right. He looks ill. Basically, you look like shit. Are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) Nice. He goes, oh, Uh, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. uh, But, hey, we've buried the bodies. Can you come say a few words? Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. He's the weirdest looking priest. I'm sorry, I can't get past that, but anyway. Right. Yeah, I saw a tweet today saying that, yeah, one time he did have long hair like that, but never. What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he would never do it again. <laughs> Way back in his uh, punk rock days or something? Yeah. Oh, well, he's probably close to my age, so he was probably a child of the 60s and 70s. So well, I'm trying to think back. He kind of had longish hair way back in... Adventures in Babysitting, when he was the mechanic that right. the girl thought was Thor. It was, oh, yeah, it was kind of longish, like baby right. to his shoulders and blonde. So, you know, there was that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't look like one of those people. But then again, like if you had long hair, I'd be like, what? Yeah. It would be weird. It would weird me out. <laughs> oh, if you only saw my graduation picture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think if we have enough people ask for it, Steve should post it on the website. <laughs> so you guys should send us something at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com and request that picture. There you go. I can dig up some super, oh my God, picture of my graduation too. <laughs> God, I had a lot of hair. So after the, but- <laughs> they bury uh, the four, we get a conversation between Norm and Doug where Norm says he could use a drink. Oh, and Doug just thought that was inappropriate. Right. And then after everything's said and done, and like the two sentences are said over the bodies, yeah, Doug pulls pulls out a flask. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is this? Because Norm is getting tired of doing the same thing they did two days ago, and he's tired of burying his friends. Well, Norm, come up with a solution instead of just complaining about it. Right. And quit trying to just decide that Roman needs to take care of it. Right. She's not the one who did this. So no. sorry. Gotta be looking at Lambda. I'm thinking, yeah. And then we get the conversation we really never, ever thought we would get. But we got it because Ghost Billy appears at Roman's house, tracks him down, and asks him what the hell is going on. I liked the fact that he did that. Because it's like, all right, you are the only person that I know, obviously, that can see me. Right. And we finally get to see Roman once again with, like, the glowy eyes, which we haven't seen since, was it episode one? Yes. So I'm like, oh, what is this? And even Billy kind of freaked out. He was backing away. Because obviously, this is when Roman's mad. Right. So what is it? What's it doing? I don't know. Somebody tell me. Yep, we need to find out what this is. When Roman really gets uh, bent out of shape, he can, uh, looks like he's got some powers that 
we've never seen before. Well, we did the one time. Right. But that's it. And I don't even know if Roman knows what it is. No, I don't think he realizes what it is either. And who knows? Maybe that was something that his mom did to Billy and Val's dad. And that's why he came up with this blackmail story. Oh, interesting. The tinfoil hat. I think that's probably the best tinfoil hat for today. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. And but, of course, Billy gives him the same song and dance that he did that they he's gotten before. Was they ran her out of town because she was blackmailing their dad? Mm-hmm. And it was like something's just not kosher with that story. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. Right, but it was even better because Roman's just like whatever. I don't care. You should just leave. Yeah. And then we see Roman grab a gun to leave, and it's like, oh shit. But you turn around, and there's Roman's mom. Yeah. Not showing herself to Roman, which I thought was weird. But just kind of looking at Billy like, hmm, you screwed this one up. Yeah. I was really surprised to see her. And, well, basically, like, what she said to him. You know, it's like, you always like the easy way out. I was really surprised. Like, damn, okay. Obviously, she knows what happened. But do you think she was doing that to, like... Get him to almost like rile up because she knows that he needs to live for whatever's happening. More than likely because he's, I have a feeling he's the only one that's going to be able to reverse this Hmm. one way or the other. I think his power is going to be able to stop what's going on, maybe in conjunction with Lambda reversing something on that machine if they can ever get it working again. Maybe. Yeah. So then we get a scene in the bar where Paulo and his wife are arguing, and he leaves. And then Deputy Norm slithers up into a conversation with uh, Carla, and they reminisce about old times. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought, okay, just two friends and talking and like, oh my gosh, can you believe when we were in high school we did this stupid crap? And then... When he's like, oh, I can help make you forget the fight. It's like, whoa, whoa, dude. (laughs) Not cool. Yeah, you just went to the top of the list of the next one that needs to die. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to be sad. Sorry. No. Wow. That was shady, slimy. Yeah. Any other word? Any other S word you want to add in there? (laughs) So we go back to Lambda and Val and her daughters are there standing around. Billy. And Fogale. Yeah. Tried to wander off again because she's seen the light around a door that nobody else can see because she's a weird pod person. Right. So I'm like, mm, she's going to try to sneak in here. And she mentions that, oh, Billy's on vacation from his body. Oh, that was Izzy, though. That's yeah. the other one. It's the yeah. one that has the two spirits in one. <laughs> she's like a certs. I don't know. It's right. Like- you just figure out, okay, both of these. Poor children well, these kids are messed got something wrong. <laughs> up. Yeah, are just messed up. Because wasn't it Abigail that actually played with the oxygen mask on Billy? Yeah. Like she I'm was like, going to pull it off or something? It's like, Yeah, I'm like, what is that shit? This, <laughs> and you're not even watching? You don't think this is weird, your kid's doing this? I mean, Come on. He was sitting, in, sitting on that, I guess, looked kind of like a bar stool, just twirling around and around. And it's just like, 
Oh, Val, you got more than you can handle with these two, that's for sure. Right. But she doesn't seem like, hmm, this isn't weird at all. No. I don't know. These these kids. She needs to figure out what the hell is going on with the kids for real. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, shall so, we go to the church? Yes. Roman decides to go up and confront Dan about everything that has gone on, especially the letters that he got from his mother. He tells Dan that he hated his mother because of him, and he asks Dan where she is, and he says he will take her to her. I didn't believe him. Yeah, I was afraid that this had the potential of not ending well for Roman either. Right, especially when you get the uh, the whole, it's not a trick. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Nobody ever says that. <laughs> and well, they go off. Yeah. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say for now. Hmm. Uh, let's go back to Lambda, though, because this was pretty interesting. We have Landis go back in the room and she's talking to Billy and, you know, saying how much she loves him. And you see Ghost Billy, who was like in front of, I'm assuming, the thing that Landis was testing when this whole thing went down. Right. And yes. he's touching it, and his arm starts changing, and he kind of pushes his arm in and takes it out. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to get sucked into the other side. <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden, he hears Landis, like, saying that she loves him. And he's like, oh. And then we kind of cut back to it, and Billy wakes up. And Landis is like, oh, my God, I love you. And he's, you know, taking all the stuff off himself and talking to her and Oh, you had to wait till I'm almost dead to say it. And, you know, the giggle. And then all of a sudden he starts talking major shit. Yeah. Laughing at her. And he's like, you're pathetic. I couldn't love you. All these bodies are on your hand. And I'm like, or on your head. I, I was like, holy shit. What is going on? Right. <laughs> was not expecting any of that to come out of his mouth. Right. That was, yeah, a total shocker to hear that coming out of his mouth. But then we realize, oh, it really isn't Billy. It's Ryan. Yeah, which I, I can't believe she figured it out. Right. So I, I was just like, okay. And then he starts choking her. But then we see she's choking herself, which is weird. But hey, Billy actually comes out and saves her. Right. Which I wasn't expecting that either. No. Because <laughs> he's like, you think you're dead now? I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess that's a good comeback i don't know because he zips away and then billy's like all right and he kind of jumps back in his own body right and it's kind of funny the way he's like all right i'm doing this like jumps on the bed right it's like oh great okay so he's not dead or he's is he gonna wake up because because then we get to go over to uh nadine's grave right which is Damn just it. off the side of the road somewhere he didn't even bother to bury her in church's cemetery. Oh, man. But he put a cross up on the tree so he'd know where she was. Right. I feel like that is just as shitty. Absolutely. And, of course, he explains that, yes, they were driving to... He was taking her to Anchorage to put her on a plane. And at first, he tells Roman that he got distracted. And they swerved off the road and a tree branch pierced the windshield and killed his mom yeah and then suddenly it's like well there was more yeah i might have had a few 
too many drinks. And there's more. And she didn't die right away. No. It was a long, painful death. Yeah. And I was just like, what the hell? He's like, but she wouldn't have made it for me to go get help. How right. do you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about you, but I was so pissed with Dan right there. Right. Then he's like, I was questioning my faith and I didn't know and on and on. He's like, if you want to kill me, you should because I deserve it. Okay. So basically, because you've held this guilt and you feel bad for what you've done, you want to be let out of your misery. Yeah. Absolved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think you can wallow in your misery. Right. Because, of course, his mother pops up by a tree. Which, again, surprising. Yes, very. Because she has not let him see her this whole time. No. Now, why do you think that is, though? I think it's because she didn't want him to pull the trigger. Oh, like, if she had popped up at any other time, like, throughout the time that she was gone, he might have, like, not been in the right frame of mind and probably killed people? Oh, absolutely. I don't Absolutely. know, maybe if he would have seen her, then he would have known she was dead, and he probably would have gone on a rampage trying to find out what actually did happen. Maybe she knew that something was coming this whole time, though. Right. And that he had to be there. Very possible. Oh. And she whispers something in his ear, and Dan, what? What'd she say? What'd she say? I love it because she's like, she forgives you. And if you want to do this, you do it yourself, and he kind of throws the gun and walks away, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I was surprised. I really thought that Dan was going to do something, and he was going to end up getting shot, so I was surprised he didn't die. Right. But this leads us to the church that gives me another question. (laughs) So you have Nosy Carol. Yes. Who decides to go down and figure out what was behind that bookshelf, and thank you, Varsity Wrestling. Right. Moves the bookshelf, which it didn't look like it was that big of and heavy of a bookshelf. There wasn't that many books on it. Right. I moved my bookshelves, and I got a lot of books on my shit. <laughs> I digress. She goes in the room, sees the sack, and what does she do? Oh, I'm going to touch, touch this it. weird right. thing. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? And then the whole time, oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then her eyes turn white again. I'm like, you guys got problems. Yeah. And suddenly you seen like a vine creeping though and kind of like touched her leg. Right. And you thought it was just going to suck her in too. Right. But kind of worse. Yeah. Because it, we well, you don't exactly see it, but she kind of gets all used up. And then like we don't see anything till later because all of a sudden like the embryonic sac starts like pulsating. Right. And kind of grossing me out. Yeah. And it gives birth. Yes. To Sophia. Sophia. It was gross. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Right. Yeah. She were, looked worse than... Uh, when she went in? No, than any of the Ghostbusters after getting slimed. <laughs> that's true. But that's when we see, like, Carol kind of all used up and, like, like it sucked everything out of her. Right. But she just gets up and it's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. So, which we find out all the weird stuff soon. But so Sophia got shoved in there by Marcus. And we know Abigail was in one of these. Right. But the way they both came out and they're weird. Does that mean that they're 
dead and their spirit. Well, we know Izzy's got Abigail's spirit like within her. So where's Sophia's spirit? These are the questions that I have. Right. And I have a feeling Sophia's spirit is gone. Oh. I don't think she's coming back from this. She had a full gestation period where Abigail did not. Okay. Gotcha. Of course, Dan shows back up at church, goes back down into the basement, sees the sack is down, and Carol is as well. Now, he picked something up, and it looked like a husk. Right. Was that what was left of Carol or what's left of the sack? I think that was what was left of the sack. Oh, okay. I kept thinking it was what's left of Carol. Carol. (laughs) It could be that, too. Like he can somehow try to hide what happened then. Right. All of a sudden, Carol goes missing. Right. But then we get the creepy, creepy, creepy ending where Sophia walks into (laughs) a house. She's wearing slippers this time. Yeah, goes upstairs and there's not Abigail. (laughs) Well, Sophia. Wait. Yeah, Abigail walked to the house, and Sophia's in the house. Okay, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, no, because suddenly Sophia just kind of pops up, like, I'm here. And then they start, yeah, like, oh, it was gross. Like, they're going to throw something up. Yeah. And it's like pods or seeds or, and then they're putting them down around the, it's the attic of the old lady's house that the doctor was at when the doctor was talking crap. Oh, really? Not doctor. Yeah, right. that was the house. Okay. The woman, the ghost was talking crap to the doctor. How right. going to kill yeah. her family. And I'm like, what What the hell is happening? What? Are, and quit showing that on screen. It's grossing me out. <laughs> well, and the first one that got put down started sprouting immediately. And you saw, so, saw the, the uh, limbs yeah. spreading out. So there was three right then that we seen? Right. Or four? Three. So are they going to try to pull more people? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was so gross. It was so gross. Yes, it was. Creepy kids. So they gestate only to be able to gestate another sack. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many Sophia's going to be coughing up, but it it was gross. Yes, it was. (laughs) Okay, so obviously you guys got the fact that I was grossed out. How did you all feel about that? So you should send us your theories, too, of what's happening at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you're shopping, head on over to our website, www.fangirlzone.com. We have shopping links on the pages, if you're interested, for Amazon, for a lot of them. I don't even know all of them. A bunch of the geeky t-shirt places because, well, that's kind of what we are. And for Redbubble and our store on Redbubble, which you may have seen the pictures I posted on our Instagram because I bought a case and two shirts so far with our logos, which are awesome because thank you, Des Taylor, for making us look so super awesome. Yes. Because he's amazing. And, uh Yeah. Do that and send us emails. We want to know what you guys think. And tis the season. I feel super generous. So we get emails and questions and anything else. And I will send you something out of our prize pack because I have a lot of stuff I want to give away. Yes, she does. Believe me, she does. I want to give you stuff. All right. So shoot us an email. Yes. And you know what? 
there's got to be some weird random fanfic. Somebody shoot it to us. Come on. Because <laughs> we'll have Jess read it. Because Jess is on maternity leave and Jess loves reading fanfic. And I would not be surprised if some of these awesome art authors end up getting picked up. Because surprisingly, a lot of books started out as fanfic, which I had no idea. Right. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. If I die, she's going to fucking kill me. That's true. And until next time. <laughs>